Welcome back to another episode of Give Me Some Truth International Edition, or uh, Dame la Verdad, as we've also called it. Uh, Donne-moi la vérité for, for Syl, and uh, I don't speak any German, which is uh, kind of a, a shortcoming since uh, we're going to be talking about Give Me Some Truth uh, Germany here, uh, if you're moving to Germany. Uh, perhaps, as we were discussing beforehand, you're a young soccer player facing a rather lucrative transfer to the Bundesliga. Um, as uh, I think Stan has said uh, explicitly that he would love to have uh, perhaps a young winger from, from Borussia Dortmund as a, as a client. Yes, if you're listening, Gio, call me. Gio Reyna, for, for those of you who are unfamiliar, plays for Borussia Dortmund. He's, uh, what is he, 19? He's 18. 18. Uh, so he can open up his own <laughs> accounts now. <laughs> He is, he's 18, which leaves him uh, uh, entering his prime for a home field uh, 2026 World Cup championship for the U.S. men's team. How about that for a dream? Uh, also, what I'll say is, you know, you're getting old when you don't you're, you're watching athletes and you remember watching their parents, their parents play, play. exactly. <laughs> yep. Claudio Reyna, a yeah. star in uh, the Bundesliga in his own right. Yeah. Uh, fantastic player. Um, and d- did he play in the Bundesliga? Yeah. Did he? Okay. Uh, I know he, he played uh, for, for Rangers in Scotland mm. for a bit and kind of bounced around. Uh, one of the first generation, along with Eric Winalda, who, who made his name in the... Actually, Winalda was a little younger than... Or older than, than uh, Reyna. Reyna's, uh, I think, just uh, maybe just a few years older than I am. Uh, whereas Winalda, I think, is now in his in his early 50s, but went over to Germany right after the 1990 World Cup. So uh, for those of you who don't care about such miscellaneous uh, notions but are more interested in, in sort of our financial planning kind of uh, advice, I think, you know, when you when you look at moving to Germany, you know, there are a variety of reasons to, to go there. Um, a lot appealing about moving to Germany, but there are some some issues. The biggest one I would say is, is tax, uh, both from a income tax perspective and a capital gains tax perspective. Like much of Western Europe still stand a little higher uh, capital gains tax rate. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, and throw a little solidarity on that. By the way, how long can you call a tax a solidarity tax past reunification? Um, uh, is that why it's solidarity? Is it to, to Isn't help? it? I thought it was like social solidarity, okay. like bringing, bringing the classes oh, together. I see. Um, yeah. But uh, still, uh, are you It has nothing with, to do with reunification. I, I don't think so. Okay, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Germany is generally a very high tax jurisdiction. Right. So, um, and I don't know that there's necessarily a silver bullet in terms of, you know, <laughs> finding a solution to that. Uh, it, it comes with the territories. If you're moving there, you are going to have to deal with um, higher taxes to some extent. Right. So, um, probably a good idea to talk to a financial advisor or talk to us prior to moving, just so that we can kind of have a discussion about, you know, any sort of smart tax moves that. Um, may apply to your situation, given that you are facing a potentially higher um, tax rate going forward in the future. But uh, it, it is very much Germany, a typical higher tax rate Western European country. So uh, a lot of great social benefits. Um, so if you lose your job and become unemployed, you'll probably be pretty happy to be there. Uh, but the downside is that, yes, you will pay higher taxes as a US expat in Germany. Um, 
as a U.S. citizen, if you are moving there, obviously you are going to continue to be subject to U.S. taxation as well. Um, thankfully, you will get tax credits in one country for taxes paid in the other, so you will not be uh, double taxed, but your net tax position in all likelihood will be simply um, that of a German taxpayer because German taxes are higher. Yep, and and particularly with uh, capital gains, uh, comes in at a 25% rate and then a, a uh, 1.375% social solidarity tax overall. Um, and unlike uh, some of the Western European countries, I don't think you get a whole lot of benefits in terms of, of treaty um, protections or, you know, like in France or in, in Portugal, there aren't no um, a lot of those. The, the one, um, you know, kind of overall treaty benefit, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit as well, is, is um, you know, relating to the estate tax. But overall, Stan, um, you know, you have taxes. What else, you know, uh, should people think about there? Well, I, I think I, th- I think just to follow up on that last thought of yours, I think I think uh, uh, Americans moved to France or Portugal for treaty or special tax benefits, and they moved to Germany to find a job, right? <laughs> so uh, the, the engine of Europe, so to speak, in a way, I hope I haven't offended Syl by suggesting that Germany is the engine of Europe. But at any rate, um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about the, you know, investing and, and taxes and yeah. so on in, in Germany, anything that so, people should keep in mind? Yeah. I mean, so Germany used to be even more complicated than it is now. It's still complicated, but there was always this cloud over the idea of transparent versus opaque funds. When we think about fund investing in mutual funds or ETFs and things like that, Germany has simplified this, but in an irritating way that still dictates that certain funds don't fit very well in your taxable account, right? Um, Germany, like the U.S., has a tax system um, and an attitude towards funds that they want to make sure that the funds are paying out their income to the shareholders. So there's some taxation going on each year. But the way that they accomplish that is pretty different than the the U.S. in the sense that um, uh, essentially they'll insist that each fund you have has paid out a, a, a yield to you during the tax year that is uh, sufficient and that's tied to like a, a short-term interest rate or whatever. Um, and funds that haven't done that, um, you may have to, to pay uh, some kind of appreciation tax effectively, right? So you want to be very, you want to be somewhat careful about the composition of your overall portfolio and things that don't have um, a regular annual payout, you definitely want to stick those in your retirement accounts and not your brokerage account. Yeah, basically it's it's a system of implied taxation. So they and they base it on whatever the short term interest rate is in Germany. And really, in a lot of cases, your American ETFs, unless they're um, you know, in certain cases, kind of special funds. Uh, we see it maybe with something that holds gold, um, for instance. Uh, will generally meet that through their through their yeah, dividend. Yeah, it's not payments. a high bar. Yeah, but um, it's a bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, where where it's really designed to target a little bit more are European funds that are specifically designed to not pay out to avoid these taxes. The the accumulating funds. Yeah. Um, so generally, Americans have to worry about that a little bit less. But it is something to be aware of as as you're moving to to Germany if you have a you know a, a taxable portfolio and and so on and so forth. 
Um, Stan, still, before we kind of start talking about estate taxes, anything else you think folks should be aware of uh, as they're prepping maybe for, for that job in the uh, now that the big uh, job region is a little bit uh, around Munich. There's a Silicon Valley uh, growing up there uh, to help with uh, car technology, in fact. But say you're, you know, working for this new battery company in, in, in Munich and getting ready to move to, to Germany, anything else folks should be kind of aware of as they get ready to go? Well, I mean, like moving anywhere around the world, you, you know, if you're coming from the U S on a, on a, uh, a company visa or whatever, uh, you know, there's going to be issues as to whether or not you can continue to participate in your U S retirement plan, whether you should participate in the German plan. And I definitely think that if you're working for some of these, uh, you know, if you're working in Silicon Valley and you're going to go to Munich, the Silicon Valley of Germany, apparently the engine of Europe, I will, I will catchphrase that again. Um, Are you going to try to trademark that? Well, you have to think about, just please understand that um, when it comes to stock options and things like that, right, there are, there are U.S. rules and those U.S. rules don't translate anywhere else in the world, right? Such as incentive stock options and things like that. So understand that your situation becomes exponentially more complicated when when you move to a higher tax jurisdiction like Germany. And it just really, I can't emphasize enough, you want to work with people that understand German tax. And, and that isn't just your financial advisor, but also a really good accountant. Yeah, and, and you know where where possible, if you can get uh, sort of two people to to look at that, or a German and an American. Um, one of the ways, though, that the the treaty does help is say that those stock options, uh, you know, accumulate and you're there for a couple of years, and then unfortunately, or um, you know, uh, or say you inherit while you're in Germany, there are some protections from the estate tax treaty uh, standstill that that do help you as an American in, in Germany. Um, you guys have any, uh, thoughts on, on that overall, or, or should, before we talk about those exceptions, should we talk about the overall sort of structure of, of German inheritance? Tax? Yeah. Let, let's talk about, let's talk about this a, a little bit, just to kind of set the groundwork. I think that makes sense. Right. So, well, yeah, I think important to know that Germany is a country that has a, a real inheritance tax regime, right? So <clears throat> you've got places like the UK being the obvious example where it's called an inheritance tax, but it's really a, an estate tax. Uh, and you've got countries even like Italy, to some extent, that call it an inheritance tax, but in the way that it's applied, um, it doesn't really always work out that way. Uh, Germany truly has an inheritance tax in the sense that if you receive an inheritance while living in Germany, uh, even from abroad, it is likely that you will be facing uh, an inheritance tax liability. There is some uh, protection available to your estate if you are an American who relocates to Germany. And um, there's a period of time when, you know, you may, if something happens to you uh, during the initial phase of your, um, you know, your, your time in Germany, um, you may benefit from some exemption. But the general rule is that if you move to Germany and collect an inheritance, even from your parents in the U.S., for example, uh, you are likely to face an inheritance tax liability. Yeah, and, and so with Germany, generally they, they provide a five-year exemption, but under the terms of the treaty, uh, the Americans moving to Germany do get a 10-year exemption from the, the German inheritance tax, which is 
also kind of unique in that there is a tax on uh, inheritances between spouses. Um, so, you know, if a married couple, uh, you know, one spouse dies and the, the other inherits their, their assets, there's a sort of $500,000 threshold there that they, they have to be aware of a 500,000 euro threshold, pardon. Um, and then each child is entitled to up to 400,000 that they can inherit, uh, um, without any any tax ramifications, four hundred thousand euros. So, and two hundred thousand euros to grandchildren. Yep. And so this is something that if if you know if you're in that situation, you need to be aware of. One of the other things as well is that the generally, as long as the primary residence continues to be lived in after the death, the primary residence will be exempt um, from this estate. Uh, you know, tax. So it's something to keep in mind. And then there is sort of a unique uh, gifting uh, regime, Stan, um, that that applies and in, in still um, in in Germany that can help manage that as well. Yeah, I mean, it really, before you move to Germany, and maybe once you've moved to Germany, right? Preferably always before, right? But you start thinking about how do I, how do we share wealth? amongst the family members, right? And particularly between spouses, right? Because in the US, if you can if you can freely gift and bequeath to your spouse, then you know, who holds the title to the property has less significance from a taxation point of view, right? Um, it may still have significance in terms of step up in basis and things of that nature on the income tax side, but in terms of the transfer taxes upon death or gift taxes as you as you you know move things between spouses, it's a non-event. But in Germany, it's an event, right? And um, when when you're talking about you know we talked about these exemption levels in in euros and uh, unless the euro makes a dramatic charge against the dollar, that's going to be much lower exemption levels, right? So um, we need to think about how wealth is structured among the family. And the most interesting thing about Germany, where where some good strategic maneuvering may come into play, is the fact that those exemptions are unified between the gift and, and the inheritance tax, and they reset every 10 years. Okay. So in other words, um, you can, you know, gift uh, the 500,000 euros to your spouse um, and then the clock starts to tick and 10 years later you can do it again and it's completely exempt but if you die it, you know in the in the 11th month of uh, year nine and um you know the inheritance comes to your spouse uh you've used your exemption right so um it's in some ways for more affluent people americans and others in germany um, you know, it's gift early, gift often can be a very valuable strategy to try to reduce the incidence of, of wealth transfer taxes on your family. Particularly, um, I think when it comes to children, um, yes. this is a, a, a very good strategy. You may not want to, you know, be, be gifting your children too soon, but, um, uh, it, it, does come in handy if they reach an age where they're maybe starting to be mature that you can move the the funds into that account and help uh you know move it out of your your estate um you know every 10 years you can move a, a good chunk um you know there are additional complications that that people should be aware of but before we get into those anything else related to some of that gifting strategy 
Uh, so, no, I think we covered the main points. I think, uh, like, I think you touched on the exemption on the primary residence. Um, that is potentially a very powerful one for people. Uh, there's a few caveats to it, so you need to be aware of the fine prints. But uh, yeah, buying a very, very nice house in Germany can be in itself a pretty efficient uh, estate planning strategy. Yep. And so, um, you know, from the, the, the sort of big picture, the, the complications, the first thing I would note is if you have a U.S. trust, Germany is probably one of the, the worst countries along with France to port that that trust into. Right. And it's a shame because the trust would work so nicely with that gifting strategy, right? Yep. I mean, I'd like to gift it to my kids in, in trust because otherwise they, they may just, you know, go on, go on a party tear and, um, buy, you know, buy an expensive car and drive it down the Autobahn and crash it and so on and so forth. I want to have it in trust. And then I want to do that methodically every 10 years. But, yep. um, the trust, not such a good idea. Or even, you know, if you're, if you're worried about us gifting or things like that, you know, you can do it every year. So, yeah. um, so that, that's a, that's a, you know, strategy there. Um, the other, uh, you know, complications I'll note is with regards to the estate tax treaty, um, there are certain assets that if they're in the U.S. versus, you know, in real assets and so on, um, you know, you want to make sure that you're, you're doing a careful accounting because brokerage assets uh, will not necessarily be treated the same as if you have a family farm or, or something like that in Germany. Um, and then as well, you know, related to pensions and so on and so forth. So there are some additional complications there. Um, so these are, these are conversations that, um, you know, you're going to need um, if you're, you know, in the position where you're going to be hit by these or worrying about these taxes. I think you're going to want some good financial planning and you're going to also want uh, good uh, estate planning attorney to help you structure uh, a will um, because Germany, again, does follow the U.S. Uh, or the the EU regulation mm -hmm. that you can use the U.S. to probate your assets, which is to say, uh, govern how your assets are, are divided, and they do also um, allow in in Germany to allow you to bypass the the forced airship regulations. So there are a couple of you know ways of moving around it. Um, anything else regarded you know re related to some of those those kind of complications? Uh, big picture there. Yeah, I mean, I'd say another thing that we should just make mention of here is that uh, the, the the what the treaty doesn't include, which is anything that would indicate that there that that Roth IRA works as well in Germany as it would in the United States, right? I mean, the Germans are going to look at this as a pension and not as a, you know a tax-free pension because that doesn't exist in Germany, and we don't have any kind of treaty carve out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so that, that's kind of the, the high level, uh, I think, viewpoint on, on looking at moving to Germany and some of the things, you know, that you'll have to think of over the, the intervening, we'll say, 10 years, um, you know, as you, you set up your life in Germany. Uh, wonderful, you know, wonderful place. I was just in, in Berlin, so good, good place to move to. A lot of exciting stuff. Uh, better restaurant diversity than I thought. I thought I'd be, not that there's anything wrong with eating currywurst for a week straight, um, but, you know, a, a wonderful restaurant scene in Berlin. But. So so many different places to, to visit in Germany. Like the, the island of Silt comes to mind, and we, we seem to have a really dynamic uh, client base of all ages and sorts in Germany, right? Um, yeah. From, the, from the, the, the workers who have, you know, gone there for, you know, the dynamic opportunities there to retirees and 
it, it really runs the gamut. So, um, you know, something to, to keep in mind is, as you're thinking about moving there, and uh, hopefully if you have further questions, you'll reach out. You can book an appointment with us online or send us an email, and we'll be, uh, you know, happy to help provide you with some guidance as you, as you get set to, to begin your adventure in, in Germany, as it were. Until next time, uh, this is uh, Dame Lover Dodd. Wachter Kahn and Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Registration with the SEC does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not reflect the opinions of Wachter Kahn and Financial Advisors. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Thanks for listening, and for further information, please visit walknercondon.com.